Welcome to CapeCast Audio 20. This is the regular podcast from the city of Cape Coral, Florida. I'm Connie Barron. I'm the city's public information director, and I'm the host of this program. So I'm glad to have here in studio with me today Michelle Miller. Michelle is one of our customer advocates, and we're going to talk about the customer advocate program in just a moment. But before we get started, I want to say hello to Michelle and have her tell our listeners just a little bit about her background here. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Connie. Thank you for having me today. Well, it's nice to be here. Um, I have been an employee of the city of Cape Coral for about seven years now, actually just over, and uh, began my my uh, employment with the city at DCD, moved over to the Public Works Department for a couple of years, and just last year returned back to DCD, Department of Community Development. Had a great opportunity for the customer advocate position, and I am thoroughly enjoying being here. Well, good. I'm I'm glad you're here, and I know that uh, the customer advocate program really took off. And uh, you joined Tammy Whitaker was our first advocate, and it became such a successful program that they had the need for a second one. So why don't we just start out by explaining to the listeners what the role of the customer advocate here is here in the city of Cape Coral. Okay, well, sure. Um, as you mentioned, we do have two customer advocates in the Department of Community Development, myself and Tammy, and um, our role is basically to assist applicants and guide them through the permitting process um, in reference to building permits and new businesses that are opening that may not have work to do. That's what our, our main goal is. So we're kind of there to educate and guide. Why do you think that the city... Um decided that we needed a customer advocate program. What kind of uh, precipitated creating the customer advocate program? Well, in in layman's terms, I guess you can look at it as it's an intimidating process. Um, If you have never done a building permit or any type of permit before, it can be intimidating. You don't know where to go for your information. Um, You need help in researching, and that's what we're there for. We want to try and help them find the information that they need before they sign on the dotted line with a lease agreement or something of that nature. Um, you um, You may find applicants that are not quite sure where to go, which location they should be choosing, and with our zoning um, criteria that we have in the city, that, that's another thing that we're there to guide them for. Do you work strictly with the commercial uh, permitting process and not the residential? No, actually, Tammy and I both work in commercial and residential. Um, we do have, uh, our, our positions are kind of dual role there. So um, we have that opportunity to work with the home builders. We have the opportunity to work with the new business owners. So. And what did you say you were doing before you became the customer advocate? I was um, over at the utilities office working as a customer service two over there, CSR two. Um, prior to that was at DCD as a CSR one and a CSR two. So I've kind of had my uh, hands in a couple areas it's, in the city. It sounds like <laughs> it. So what is the customer advocate able to offer to the applicants who want to open a new business in Cape Coral? You kind of touched on that already mm-hmm. with basically you help lead them through the permitting process. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, research assistance and guidance is our, our main, our main um, offering on the advocate side. Um, initial focus is researching the location that they've chosen or maybe the location that they're not quite sure um, which one that they need. Um, A lot of times we'll have vacant units that may not be the right fit um, for the business that's going in. You may have applicants that want to just move right into a unit. 
if they have a unit that they're working on um, that had a different type of business before, a change of occupancy permits required, and if there's any work that needs to be done or a model permit. So we kind of lead them through that process. Sometimes you have the applicants that are um, working on their own without a contractor, and they really need that guidance. And if the project is a little bit larger than a standard uh, permit, or maybe have a little bit more to it, we'll schedule a meeting with our viewers and staff members to have them come in. So we do the, the initial research, and then we try to incorporate as many people on staff as we can to help them. How does the process work then? Let's say I'm a, uh, a business owner or, and I'm interested in opening a new business here in Cape Coral. What is the process? What do I do first? Um, your first step really, it may be on their side, locating a unit. They may already have an address in mind. Um, if that's the case, they come in um, to zoning or they call into us and we try to find out the information on the previous tenant, whether it's the right fit, the right zoning area for that type of business, um, or we work closely with our EDO office, our economic development office. They may be um, trying to find a unit for them, a good location for them, and refer down to Tammy and I. We'll look up the details on it. We'll look up the details. Um, a type of business, say a restaurant that wants to move into an office space that was previous office. There's going to be a lot of work involved there because a restaurant's going to have specific requirements. They need to be aware of what those requirements are, the remodeling work that would go into it, contractors that will be required, and so forth. So... Uh, who makes the decision or how is the decision made that an applicant uh, gets referred to either you or Tammy? Um, it really can be in, on the applicant's side or it can be through EDO referring, us, referring down to us. Um, a lot of times we have realtors in the area, property managers in the area that refer people to us. In addition to, you mentioned the Economic Development Office and the staff up there. What other departments do you work with within the city government structure? Um, we do work with planning. We work with our public works department. A lot of times we have our larger projects that require site plans and PDPs. They'll be initiating the, um, the application. And then when the contractors or the applicants have building requirements, that's when Tammy and I step in or in the beginning process when they're first meeting. So we do work with all three entities on a daily basis. And see, that's what I would think would be intimidating and confusing to a business is when they walk in off the street and they want to open a business. Part of the responsibility for some of the permitting is with public works. Part of it is with DCD. Uh, part of it, is, and you've got economic development involved too. So I can understand then why someone would come in and, and they would need the assistance of a customer advocate to walk them through and make sure that they're, they get with the appropriate person in the appropriate mm -hmm. uh, department. It's true. It's true. Um, we act as that point of contact as well. So if they start with us and they're really needing SDR, site development review first, we work with them. We refer over. We work closely together. Um, a lot of times they will originate through planning and we'll step in to help with meeting process, whatever we can do to, to offer assistance. Now you did say you work with economic development. Mm -hmm. I know it's real important both uh, from the economic development director's uh, position as well as from uh, your positions too that these two departments 
and sections work together closely. Mm -hmm. What is that relationship and how does it actually work? I think we have a very good relationship and a, and a lot of that philosophy is the same. You know, we're, we're trying to meet that same goal where we're getting people in their businesses, whether it's on a large scale or, or a small scale. Um, they look, they, they deal with maybe a lot of the larger projects. Um, we can maybe deal with a little bit more of the smaller businesses, vice versa. But uh, for the most part, we have a great relationship. That philosophy is the same. The customer is, is very important. We need to make sure that they're taken care of and their needs are addressed. Well, it sounds like a cliche, but for you and Tammy, the customer is job one. It is. It is. And, and we, we like that. I think both of us have a strong customer service background, so I, I, yeah, we I, found our niche. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the uh, the business people that have worked with you and also your coworkers would agree with that as well. Oh, um, what types of permits could be involved when opening a business? Um, you can have really anything from a simple change of occupancy permit, which doesn't require any work done to the unit. It's a simple review process um, that we have building, plumbing, electric, mechanical, and our planning and fire staff review to make sure that it's, it's just meeting the needs of that client. Um, then if you have a larger permit that's requiring work to be done, we move to remodels. Um, those commercial remodels can involve different trades work um, and plans that need to be submitted to explain what type of construction is being done in the unit. So we have the small scale, we have the larger scale. Um, there are times where people just need electric work done in the unit, something minor that usually falls under our, under our change of occupancy. I know that uh, sometimes the, the business uh, folks out there will think that we have an extensive permit requirement system here, and we do have a lot of permits that are required. But some of these permits, and actually many of these permits, are a result of what the Florida Building Code requires and what the state requires as far as, uh, like I said, the trades workers, the specialty contractors, you know, like the electrical and plumbing. You can't just go out and grab anybody off the street to do this. There are certain requirements and, and state law that has to be followed. Mm -hmm. That's correct. That's correct. We want everybody to work with a licensed contractor. Um, somebody that can also guide them on the construction side of things. Uh, we're definitely going to review the plans according to Florida building codes, but having that contractor in place is, is ideal for situations where there's heavy work being done. Are you working with a lot of uh, clients right now out there? We do. We, we actually are working with the Cape Coral Realtors Association. Um, we, we've had a little bit of a presentation there, so not necessarily just the association, but realtors. They contact us prior to getting tenants into units. Um, we do have a lot of building owners in the area that have multiple locations, so we work with them closely, too. What are some of the most common questions that you hear from businesses? Oh, what do I need to do? <laughs> or why do I need to do that? Exactly, exactly. And a lot of times they don't understand the requirements and the needs um, that are set forth by the building code. So um, if, if Tammy and I are unable to answer it, we do um, go ahead and get the reviewers involved. And, and that's what we're there for. Um, a lot of times you'll have people ask um, if their unit's an older unit, what necessarily needs to be done to bring it to code, um, whether it needs to be current code, um, depending on how old the building is. There's a number of items that are involved in assisting them, but we, we a lot of times uh, will go ahead and have the questions on exactly what's needed for my business. What am I going to have to do? 
And probably a, a big part of what you and Tammy do, too, is you help minimize surprises. And that probably has to be one of the biggest frustrations that a business owner, a potential business owner might have, where they come in with a certain expectation and it doesn't pan out. Mm -hmm. So the two of you can help minimize that, that those surprises and, and give them more realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. that, that's very true. We've, we've had a couple of businesses that have contacted us. Um, we've done some research on the units that they were considering, and there's been a few that have had a few units in mind. Um, and certain locations required more um, plumbing work to be done. It was out of the budget. Um, they also needed to have some construction work done, and the tenants were not willing to, um, to really deal with that costs, those costs involved. So we do have to, um, at times, I don't want to say discourage them, but we have to share that information, and it gives them that opportunity to find the right fit whether we do it or EDO does it. Well, and I know that there have been at least a, a couple of examples, and we won't name those couple of examples, where um, you and Tammy may have ended up almost pulling your hair out mm -hmm. uh, trying to help the, these business owners get up and going. And it's been, like you were saying, either they didn't realize what they were going to have to do in order to bring a building up to code and, and make it for their use, or they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. A lot of that can be resolved um, by having the meetings and the information shared before you sign the lease and that's one of the most important things we want to get across Call pick up the first. phone and ask definitely we don't mind looking into it for you and we can maybe steer you away from those problems before they get to be too large Michelle what do you think has is one of the biggest misconceptions that businesses have about the city's permitting process I think a lot of people have the idea that we're, we're hard to deal with um, and, and it can be intimidating. It truly does. And sometimes that translates to, you know, the frustration. Um, but that's what we're here for. We're here to try and make that easier for the applicants and, and pave the way for them to have a smoother ride through the permitting process. What have you found to be probably the most challenging part of your job? Oh, speaking from a customer service side, um, definitely the hardest thing I find is not being able to fix everything. Mm, you yes. you take on that responsibility. So it, it is hard. And a lot of times it's because it's not the right fit. We go back to that. Um, it's hard to to um, to tell someone that this is not the right unit when they've, they've invested so much time and effort into it already on their own for research side. So yeah, that, I think that's the most frustrating is, is having to say, maybe not no, but this isn't going to work. You know, it, it's, it's hard. It is hard. What about the most rewarding part of your job? Most rewarding part of the job is, is when you know that that tenant is nearing the end of the permit or has completed that final inspection. They walk in the door, they head over to our zoning department, they finish their CU, and they leave with a big smile on their face. You know they're headed to put their open for business sign up. And it, that's a great feeling because you know that you, you helped them. And it's, it's, that's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. What are, what are a couple of the success stories that uh, you and Tammy uh, probably reflect on and, and are the most proud? We've had a lot of businesses that have come into the area recently. Um, Tammy's worked on Batteries Plus. We've had a couple of churches that have expanded. Um, we've had a, a few restaurants in the area that have opened up. So seeing the different types um, in particular, I, I I don't know which I could say would be the, um, the most successful, but um, I know we've had projects that have had deadlines, 
And when you're able to meet those and, and get them to that point, it's a really nice feeling. And a lot of those that, that I'm referring to have to do with the church groups that we've had. They've had remodels. Some of them want to be open by Easter service. You know, it was a tight, it's a tight time frame, uh-huh. but we were able to get there. I so. remember that one. Yeah, yeah, they were very pleased. And that was going to be my next question. What has been the uh, basically the reaction from the business community to the customer advocate program? They're happy to hear that we're available for their, you know, for their use, if you want to call it that. Um, I think that we would like to see our name out there more, and that's something that we're working towards with the chamber and a couple of associations. Um, but the general feeling is, you know, thanks for being there. Thanks for being able to answer our questions. And I think it's been pretty well received. Tammy had a lot um, a lot to do with establishing it. And when I came on board, she kind of made it easy for me. We, we both have a great um, working relationship. So I think it's been pretty positive so far. When you um, when you look at the customer advocate program, how would you like to see it evolve? I'd like to see it become a citywide philosophy, and and I think a lot of people have the general idea that um, we need to put the customer first. Um, so it would be nice to see that evolve more. It would be nice to see um, more departments come become more involved. We we work with a few already, but there's no reason that it can't be citywide. And this is a unique program as as far as it relates to business support. Do you think that this particular program will be replicated elsewhere, not necessarily even just in city government, but anyplace else? I, I think you find that already. I, I think you do find customer advocacy is in it's apparent in a lot of businesses. Um, I do think that we'll see it uh, move into other departments here, and I know that some of the other locations in South Florida are considering doing the same. Um, It's definitely something that I think people are moving towards. They're gravitating towards that because it it is difficult sometimes to satisfy everybody, but the whole goal is to work towards that together. How how do you think the Customer Advocate Program has helped change the image of the, the city and the permitting department? I think it has established a an idea that we're we're there, we're open, we're more responsive to their needs. Um, I think it's been able to allow people to get their answers and their ideas, um, or excuse me, their questions answered prior to having to come in the door. It's it's offered solutions. So. If someone wants more information about the Customer Advocate Program or they need some assistance from you or Tammy, what number should they call? Um, I'll go ahead and let you know what my number is. It's 573-3052, and we will go ahead and assist wherever we can. Well, we want to thank Michelle for joining us today. We think the Customer Advocate Program is a very popular program here, and it will have a lot of success. So thanks for joining me, Michelle. We'll see you next time on CapeCast Audio 20. Have a good week.